the vibe check. I passed the vibe check. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am this little chemical. This is your Wednesday show. This is your review of Reacher season two. I actually don't remember if we did a review of season one. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because a lot of times people ask me, they say, hey, do you actually remember uh, all the shows? You Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> it's not a thing. Um, especially on the Wednesday show because the Wednesday show because of the birth of it, you know, and I've told this story before, I'll tell it again for the new viewers, new listeners, like, this was never meant to be a two-week, uh, two-episode-a-week show, it's supposed to be one episode where I transitioned from wrestling and comics to pop culture and entertainment or vice versa, and I just didn't like where, I didn't like the transition, so if you listen to, like, the first three or four episodes, like, the first one is The Wire, that's all we talked about was The Wire, but I, I knew that people really liked when I talked about wrestling, so I tried to mix it in. It, the transitions just didn't feel right. And um, I'm sure if I needed to, I could find a, a better transition for everything now that I got my groove in. Um, and I may do that one day, you know, but, but as of right now, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I, but no, I don't, because of the two show system and because we do the predictions and, and stuff like that, I, I definitely don't remember. But um, I did see season one when it first came out. Um, I actually watched season one because uh, I actually I've only I saw one of the time I never heard of Rachel until the Tom Cruise movies. Then I heard or someone told me that they were based off of a books, which I never read. Uh, so I was like, okay. So I watched one of the I watched one of uh, the it was two Rachel movies. I watched I don't remember which one I watched, but I remember uh, saying, okay, that's kind of cool, you know. Um, I like the way Tom Cruise played it, or whatever. But what really had me intrigued was Alan Rickson because I was actually wondering why they killed him off of uh, uh, Titans, and he ended up uh, addressing that in the interview. He said that uh, he he wasn't offered the part of Reach until, but like he was okay with playing Hawk. And then the producers came to him of Titans and said, "Hey, we have way too many characters. We're gonna we're gonna like not we're gonna let some of you guys go." And so that was their him and Dove's sign off was him dying so much sense you know and they did have a lot of characters you know and um i didn't necessarily like how we didn't get dove or uh donna troy in the final season i said that and i know I, I know we reviewed the final season of titans last year but um i didn't like that necessarily but uh it made more sense afterwards well anyways the alan rickson you know i, I said you know let me I, I like the things i've seen him in let me see uh, how he plays this role once again i know limited about Jack Reacher, so I'm just like, okay, let me just watch it, so first season, just to give a, re- a quick recap, essentially, he's in Margrave, Georgia, Margrave is in the country country, like, that's far away from, from Atlanta, you know, well, anyways, he is, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, he is, uh, he is accused, or he's framed for the murder of his brother, who he hadn't seen in years, so he has to clear his name, and once he clears his name, he then finds out that there is a uh, deeper plot going on in Margrave, Georgia. So he teams with two local police officers. Uh, Roscoe is a woman, 
and I forget the gentleman's name, but he is essentially the head of police there, who ends up retiring at the end of this, this season. But essentially, he saves a day. Him and Roscoe have this connection, um, but you don't actually ever see them kiss on. Uh, you don't actually see them kiss or anything on camera. But you know, you assume that uh, that uh, they keep in contact as much as you can keep in contact with Reacher. So I thought the first season. I, I thought the first season was a ten out of ten, mainly because. Like, you don't know who this character is, but it, one, it leaves you wanting more. The action, everything is straight to straight to the point. Like, nowadays, in the entertainment landscape where you don't get everything straight to the point and every, everything has to be represented, whether it's black, whether it's white, whether it's Asian, whether it's pronouns, whether it's transgender. Like, you have so many masters to serve that this is just a straight beat him up action get to the point blah 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 and so that's refreshing to have that in this in this particular situation you know so so i thought it was 10 out of 10 so going into season two i knew nothing about it i knew there was a season two uh, coming but i didn't know i didn't i didn't read spoilers as far as like what the storyline could be or anything like that i just said no I'm, i'm just gonna watch it i was gonna watch it either way why not go into it fresh and so, um, I actually started watching once the first seven episodes dropped, and and then I had to wait for episode eight, which was like two days, but I binged everything pretty much a, a day or two. Um, and season two, I thought it was another 10 out of 10 season, but instead of making you wait till the end, I thought it was 10 out of 10, because now we go into the lore and mythos of Reacher character and who he's close to and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> so, the first season... He, we only meet Neely, who all we know is that he used to be, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he used to be uh, her, her commander. That's all we know. There's a lot of mystery around Neely as well. They're both very uh, <laughs> uh, different, and uh, it's, and they're, they they both clearly care about each other. That's all you need to know. Season two picks up with someone. Throwing off a freaking plane. And it's like, yo, what the hell? So you're getting, you're right in the middle of stuff. And then you find out that the the command, the, 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 the team that he commanded for so many years that had to be disbanded, um, they're getting picked off one by one. And so you meet the main four characters that are left that you're going to essentially file for the season. You have Neely returning, you have Reacher, you have O'Donnell, and you have uh, really a love interest that he that was never a real love interest because he was the commander and he didn't want to pull the move. He felt it wouldn't be appropriate, even though she, she clearly, they, they, they both found each other attractive. She, she threw hints, and I would dare say more than hints. Um, and so... Um, it's really one of those things where I, I thought the chemistry with all four leads was fantastic. I thought the story, I mean, it's, it's based off two books, apparently. It's, this storyline is based off of two different books. So I'm actually interested to see if these books, um, are in Audible. So I would like to actually, uh, read them, you know, um, or listen to them, whatever the proper term is. But, um... Essentially, there was a plot to take out the entire team because a member named Swan 
uh, he found out the plot and he was working for a company and he, and he found out that the company was dirty. So he tries to uh, essentially ring the, the blow the whistle, excuse me, and he ends up getting killed for it. Now, we we don't see any of these killings from the rest of it. I think it's like all, all together, like eight members of the team. The other four members, we don't see them being killed on screen. They're they're killed off screen. Um, but that's all we know. Well, one, oh, excuse me, three of the four are killed off screen. Uh, the other one is killed. He's the first guy to get thrown off a plane. So anyways, now these four have to retrace the steps. Meanwhile, the entire time they're thinking, except for Reacher, that Swan is dirty, right? Because all, all, everything leads to Swan being dirty. Reacher refuses, but Reacher refuses more because, as Neely puts it, you put us together. So you're going to think that, that if he's dirty, then you're going to take the blame for it for some stupid reason, right? And so this entire time, up until the end, you don't really hear, you don't know Swan is clear until the very last episode. But it looks that way after like episode six. Like you're like, okay, I don't think Swan was a part of this. Like if you actually like watched it, watched it, and like followed a lot of the hints, you don't think Swan's dirty after episode six. And, you may, and honestly, because it was so heavily implied, I, I just didn't feel like Swan was dirty anyway. Like it was just, it was just too heavy-handed in that direction. And that's why I mean by this stuff is just straight to the effing point, dude. Which is which is what Hollywood just doesn't do anymore. Everything is so much about uh, about what masters have to be served and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and, it's, just, and it's just one of those things where that's why I give it a 10 out of 10. Cause it, like the characters, all the motivations make sense. Even if they're light motivations. Yeah, the villain wants to make millions of dollars. That's a reason. And everything has to be complex. Some things can be just straight up kick butt, let's move forward, you know? Um, but anyways, so uh, the love interest, they end up hooking up with, with each other, her, her and Reacher. And I love their chemistry during this because it wasn't forced. Once again, it's what I said, everything was straightforward, man. It just felt good, you know, because you just don't see a lot of that anymore, you know? And it's clear they're into each other, and they didn't wait. It was like one of those things where... Um, there wasn't the fight. It was like you could see the tension, especially the sexual tension between the two. But it was like one of those situations where, um, it, it when when it got when it came time to for her to say I'm making a move, she made a move. It wasn't like she was because he was never gonna make a Reacher was never gonna make a move. Um, <clears throat> but like I, I really enjoyed this season. The action was top notch. Um, Alan Rickson is huge. Like I, I said, well, pause. He is like like I've met him before. I've actually I actually have a picture of him. He he put on tons of muscle mass for this because like I I, I actually have to go back and look at the picture because sometimes I forget I met him because actually excuse me a side note I got invited to Indiana Comic Con in 2022 was it 2022 or 2021 I think it was 2020 it was 2022. And I was there to do a Q&A, and I was there to do uh, autograph signing. And so it's funny because I was excited because the Titans were supposed to be at Colorado Springs Comic Con that year. And Red Hood canceled, and someone else canceled. And legitimately, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I had wasted so much time walking around. It wasn't that big. The facility, it's a stadium. And the facility is not that big that Colorado Springs uses. But I was wasting so much time looking for other people that I didn't find, by the way, that legitimately I go to get Alan Rickson's autograph. He's gone already. 
he had left early. Well, missed my chance, right? So, anyways, um, I, what ends up happening is I, I, I noticed that he's gonna be at Indiana Comic Con. Uh, the, the woman Savannah something, the woman that played Barbara Gordon, and, and Titans is gonna be there, and everything like that. So I'm just kind of sitting there like, yo, this is kind of crazy. So I go meet him. And I tell him about the experience, and I left early. I said, like, what? He said, oh, I left early. And I guess he left early because there, there was no traction. And so he said, well, since there's no traction, I'll just leave early. I said, oh, that makes sense. You know, if there's, if there's no break coming in, why well, fucking stay? Anyways, he's like, he said, wait a second, did you drive from Colorado? I said, like, hell no, I didn't drive here. But anyways, I man, I'm a super nice guy. <clears throat> and I was like, he's a big dude. Like, he's like, I'm, I'm six foot. So he's like six foot three, um, maybe six foot four. Uh... But he's a big dude, but he's not as big. He got jacked for this role. And so, anyways, um, he's just pure muscle. And so, um, it's it's just one of those things where, like, I loved how, like I said, top-notch. I would say the action was even better in season two than season one. Season one, you kind of had this... He had to be he had to be more tamed in season one because he's, he's, he's teaming with a guy that's playing by the book, right? And so, it's one of those things where it's like... You have the guy, uh, the main, one of his main partners, that plays by the book. Roscoe is more of the, I'm going to follow your lead because I, I trust you. But, like, they're not built for the combat he's built for. Now you actually have his entire team or four members of his team, including him. And so now you have all, all the actions kick ass and they all have different movesets. And, like, so you have O'Donnell who, who, who's, who uses brass knuckles and uses a, a, a knife. Um, uh, the love interest—I forgot her name. So I keep calling her the love interest. Um, who's about, who's stunning, stunningly gorgeous, by the way. Um, she is not just a genius—not just a genius, a mathematician, but she also is f- proficient with her hands. McNeely, McNeely and guns. McNeely's proficient in everything, you know. And so, anyways, <clears throat> um, I do like how they're just kind of being vigilantes <clears throat> and just doing what they have to do to find their team and everything, even though they're being hunted. But like I said, I can't stress enough how if you just like pure action, if you like straight to the freaking point, yeah, it might be have a little murder mystery um, to it, but for the most part, everything is just to the point. I suggest the first two seasons of Reacher. It's 16 episodes. Um, I saw I saw a crazy stat that when Reacher was just at 11 episodes, that means they had eight, the first eight episodes of the season was good, and then the first three episodes of season two. It had more minutes watched than Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy has 400 episodes. I said, what a huge win for Amazon. Amazon, say what you want to with these streaming services, and the only reason I even have it, well, let me take that back. I have Amazon Prime because the boys. But like if you look at the shows, and I, I have not watched a movie on Amazon Prime. I like it's it's I'm not that much of a, a pro, of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for a streaming junkie. But if you look at the shows that Amazon Prime have been able to put together, I'm sure there's some duds in there somewhere. But they have wins with Invincible, they have wins with Reacher, and they definitely have a win with The Boys. A spinoff with the boys called Gen V. Like they have some W's there, and that's <clears throat> and that's actually pretty cool, because Netflix puts out so much content sometimes, and they're trying to stay ahead of the curve because they were technically first. That a lot of times it's hard to to keep up with it because you know it's probably not gonna get a season two, and 
and they invest so much money in different shows that sometimes I'm like, damn, Netflix, I wish you would invest like this. You know, and, and actually, I think once hit episode four, the other stat I read, once season two hit episode four, they had renewed it for uh, season three, and actually, they actually are filming season three right now. So it's, so it's a huge win for Netflix, and so that's uh, a win for us. You know, but, but like I said, if you don't like action and all that type of stuff, that's not going to be for you. Um, I could, and, and the thing is, because it's, it's random stories, the two stories are not connected at all. You know, Reacher's a loner. So like, like he knew his brother died, but like he hadn't kept up with his team in years, and uh, his team didn't know much about him. Like his team asked him about his brother though, he's dead, and they didn't know a lot of shit going on, and so and he didn't know a lot of shit going on with them. They hadn't kept in, in, in touch, and now and and maybe a sign for season three, Neely, who doesn't really do um, hand contact or, or or emotion very well. She had two moments in this season that, to me, are eye-opening. Like, the first one was, there was this cop, he was a good cop, and he was helping, he, he was, and he was helping out Reacher. He ends up finding out that one of his oldest friends was dirty. And so he says he's not going to be dirty, and he, he ends up getting killed for it. He sacrifices himself for a kid. But, like, right before he dies, he looks at Neely, and Neely's holding him in her arms, and he puts his hand out. And it's like his last request before he dies is to have that human contact to know he's like not alone and she looks at the hand and she looks at him and she just nods her head and she grabs his hand clearly that's impactful on neely because neely like ends up saying the next uh was it the next episode it was the next episode yeah she looks at reacher and says hey a good man died in my arms reacher whatever you do to this guy make sure he pays and reacher shoots the guy right in the fucking head and so um but um then the second one was at the end when Neely is uh, giving Reacher his bus ticket, she looks and says, hey, just so you know, I'm not cool with this. Uh, every now and then we connect and when we're being shot at. We stay better in contact. And Neely, there's no, they care, they're, they're best friends. There is no love connection there, nothing. You could tell that there's nothing there. And that's the other thing too. I love the difference between Neely and the love interest because love interest, it was made clear. Like they're attracted to each other and, 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 they still care about each other, but it's like clear that it's in a different bubble than Neely. And you knew that from when Neely made her first appearance in season one. You know? um, they, they call upon each other when it's time. Um, but anyways, um, I, I loved both of them, both 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 of those scenes, because even if we don't see O'Donnell in the love interest in season three, which I think we should, but we probably won't, because uh, O'Donnell has a family, and he's definitely a family man. Um, but even if you don't see those two in season three, we're definitely seeing Neely in season three. Like you could, like she's one of those characters that surprised if you didn't see her. And we did end up seeing a, a cameo appearance from uh, the the cop that not Roscoe, black cop. I can't remember his name, but he he came in to help out Rachel on a, a particular part of the case. And so what ends up happening is there's a cameo, and he had retired in season one, but he unretired. Um, and so, like, he's now still running the, the Margrave office. With that being said, I think season three should bring in Ros- should bring back Roscoe. I think Roscoe works. Um, now, the problem with Roscoe is, and here's the thing: there's a scene in there where uh, Neely says, "Well, we can't ask Roscoe for help." And so, like, Reacher like looks at, and so like, there's clearly like care and respect there, but it makes you wonder if something happened off screen. Did they did they meet up at some point in time and hook up? 
and the love interest isn't stupid. Like she like she like just smiles and like says, "Okay, I get." It. He's like, "It's a friend from Margrave," and she just like looks and like and she knows she knows what the deal is, um, which is cool. But um, I think season three should bring back Roscoe, not for not just for a cameo. Um, I think it should definitely be for at least an episode or two. You know, like like a, a more extended cameo. Um, but no, like I said, man, I can't say enough gushing things about the acting, the action scenes. Like, <clears throat> like if you thought season one was too tame for you, and then the action was like that, I could understand that. So if you want to give it a nine out of ten, because that that's fine. But this, everything you wanted from Reacher, and I'm just someone who knows very limited about it. Like I, I looked up some things um, after I saw season one, but this is still me knowing or having limited knowledge. I think this is everything you want in a Reacher story, and um, I don't know where they're going for season three. I'm excited for it. I think the eight episodes, I, th- I said this with the boys before, the eight episode arcs work with these shows because the writing to where Netflix, they kind of have this, like, and when I do my review of The Witcher, I'll explain why it works for The Witcher because, like, they are going off the books, you know? That's why I'm interested to see if season four is going to work the same. Like, will they be able to keep the same writing, the same energy? But look at the boys. It works. They're able to get everything taken care of and, and in those eight episodes. Like, some some showrunners just, they drag some things out, some things they don't. Getting right to the fucking point, it works, you know? And I, and someone had told me, uh, a fan of, of, of my comic books, you should check those out, too. They said that this is why I like your comics. They're straight to the point. There is some mystery into it, but you don't push things off. And it's funny because I, that's the struggle I've had with issue seven, issue six and seven of Messina. Issue six is out now. You should go check it out. Called Levels. When I was writing issue six, I was like, "Yo, gonna feel like a filler episode." Uh, and I was like, "This episode needs to be told to to get to the next part." And it's not actually, and it's and it's funny because it's not actually filler. If you look at the send-off it gives to, you know, and then as I'm, I'm currently writing issue seven now as of this recording, and I'm on page eight, and I have like 10, I have like 10 12 more pages to go, where I, I stopped because I got stuck because I was like, yo, let me, uh, let me make sure, having filler to have filler, we're getting to the freaking point, you know, so this is, for Reacher season two, I give, I give it a 10 out of 10, I give the whole entire season, all 16 episodes as of right now, I give it 10 out of 10. You guys should check it out if you have Amazon Prime. And if you don't, you know someone who has Amazon Prime, you should use their password to, to, to watch it with their permission, of course. Anyways, that is it for the show this week, guys. I am the Slow Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently. And we are...